Mercury, Mercury Stardust She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night Mercury, Mercury Stardust She'll teach you how to make it all alright Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury and I'm the trans handy ma'am My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, I hope you're having a wonderful day. I am joined, as always, with this podcast is my wonderful co-host, Maggie Conrad. Hello. <sighs> well, <laughs> oh my God, Maggie, you're amazing. Oh my God. Maggie, they're really into you today. So, they're, so much. Wow, they're almost <laughs> as into you as they were into me at my last performance last Friday. Mm, I don't think I can claim that title, but... <laughs> <laughs> you you were pretty amazing. Um, first of all, full first and foremost, I want to say sorry that we did not have an episode last week. We did not have an episode last week because Mercury was uh, I pretty positive I was sleep de- deprived that day. Yeah. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. that was the day I got no sleep. There was no way that was going to happen. <laughs> um, so, but also last week was my last performance. Um, yeah. and we're going to be talking about that for a little bit today. We're going to be talking about some wonderful little um sticky pads and. Wonderful little how-to stuff for that. And we're going to talk about the future of everything with the Mercury Stardust LLC uh, coming up in this episode. But first and foremost, let's talk about uh, me ending my career, my good old-fashioned burlesque career. After 15 (laughs) years, 800 performances, 130-some students, um, and 136 performances of Mm -hmm. five-star tees. Our weekly show that was here in tropical Madison, Wisconsin. Um, yeah, Maggie, you got any questions for me to kick I have it off? Some pre-planned questions <laughs> for you. <laughs> Way to just sneak behind the curtain, Maggie. <laughs> I'm trying to set you up. I'm trying to make you feel like you're. Well, just you know, I'm just, we we, I, we th- there was thought put into these versus Maggie being put on the spot. <laughs> We learned but. <laughs> We learned two episodes ago that if we put Maggie in the spot when she's asking me questions, things are going to get dark. Uh- <laughs> um, but yeah, I had the privilege of being at your show Friday night, and I just want to say that it was probably the most amazing show that I've ever seen. And it was, you know, the community that you created was so evident in every performance and I'm just grateful. And thank you for letting me be a part of it. Oh, um, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. It was really beautiful. So if you haven't watched it. Um, yeah. You can watch it right now. Right. But you can. You, you Can you still get a ticket for the show? We don't have it live, but I can put it on there. Anybody who bought a ticket can see it. Okay. Um, yeah. By the time that you listen to this podcast, it will be available um, to purchase the entire show yeah. Um. Online, it's a three and a half hour show, I believe. It's long. Yeah. And but I, worth it. I will tell you, I it did not feel that way. No. I not I at all. honestly felt like it was a two hour show, and then someone told me we were at three hours. Yeah. I like looked at them and I said, "What? That was yeah. wild." When I re- we had another forty minutes left of the show at that point. Yeah. And it but it I. it felt I was in it. We were in it that night. So um, tell me, Mercury, then. Oh. Leading into the question. Good. Before you ask the question, though, they can also purchase my last performance. That's right. And we're going to be putting that on my my Merc Tree link and also my 
my website too. You'll be able to just purchase um, the last performance. If you don't want to la- watch the four-hour show, <laughs> you can watch the the equally as long, I guess, in some ways, the 19 or 20-minute version of of my performance yeah. with my intro and then the performance and then a little bit of the outro. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, what was the question you were going to ask me, Max? Well, I mean, looking back on the last 15 years and the last, you know, four years of Five Star, how did it feel for you to to do this last performance and have this last show? Well, it was a lot. It was, I got to tell you, the last seven weeks have been so stressful mm-hmm. and so hard because we've been moving into this studio. Mm-hmm. We started this podcast. Uh, <laughs> on a whim. <laughs> on a whim that started, I mean, this podcast is doing so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and like. All the stuff that's been happening on the in the world, and also my, on my TikTok and my Instagram. I mean, we gained like thirty thousand followers on Instagram in the last mm-hmm. month or so, right? Yeah. Like all this stuff has been going on while also planning and producing my last burlesque shows. Yeah, and I'm gonna get choked up talking about it because there's so much work. Um, I'm not as emotional about the performance as I am as emotional about the fact that we did it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I cannot, people were, a lot of people were like, I'm really proud of you for ending it at the peak of it. Yeah. Because I agree. I think that's a really beautiful thing for us to do. But ending it at the peak is hard mm-hmm. because then everyone knows all the tickets. I mean, we we had so many people there the last night. I mean that place was packed. Yeah. And then the, we had we sold um so many thousands of tickets. I think thousands. I looked at the analytics there were 5000 views. Yeah. of the show. 5000 views for the show. Now, if once this goes live, um there's really more. Yeah. More than likely. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's so overwhelming yeah. that that last performance is going to live on for so many people. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel really ha- proud of that. But how does it feel to end it? Um, honestly, I'm really grateful that we got to end it on our terms. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told this story many times, and in the show, I, I talked about this a bunch. Um, but when COVID happened, when it when it started, and it made its way to, to our region of the world, mm-hmm. it was so devastating for us at a financial level, right? Like, it, it really killed my community, right? Mm-hmm. Of course... COVID was an awful thing for so many people. But then it also just killed the art forms. Yeah. You know, like it really, the thing that we we were trying to pivot for online stuff for years. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that capabilities when we first did it. Now I feel like, you know, retrospect, I feel like everyone has an online fucking show now. <laughs> but three years ago, two years ago, rather, we didn't really have that yet. Yeah. So when this happened, I, I, I felt like I lost... A part of me. And I mourned it for, I don't know, like a year. Yeah. And the hardest parts of my life probably was in 2020, as I think a lot of people would probably agree. It was not an easy year for anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think especially because I was furloughed, I couldn't do maintenance. And as someone who who defines herself as a fixer, I couldn't fix anything. I couldn't teach classes. And I also couldn't perform. And it was really hard. I mean, I spent over a decade building a community to support people and coming out as trans and, you know, making a space for so many people who were non-binary and trans to Mm -hmm. come on stage 
and get naked for strangers and come out for the first time. I mean, I took my estrogen on, on stage many times. Mm-hmm. The, the stage was a form of activism and advocacy that I got to do every single week, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then overnight, out of nowhere, on March 13th, 2020, was our last in-person show um, of 2020. And it was just absolutely devastating. And we tried coming back on online forums. We tried doing a pre-taped version of the show. We tried doing all this stuff. And none of it worked. Mm-hmm. Because a live studio audience is what makes the show. But a friend of mine reached out and said, hey, do you want to do the show um, at Spaceship.tv? And Spaceship.tv was like a production studio that live streamed it on the internet. Mm-hmm. And they just put broadcast it for us. They did all the work. All me and Matt had to do was basically just show up. And Matt just pressed a button. Uh, <laughs> and I just talked on a microphone. And it was like a 20-minute version of the show, mm-hmm. which was almost always 45 minutes because I talked too much. Um, but it was a really fun version of the show. But that is what led us to the TikTok fame. Right. Right? That, that, this show, Five Star Tees, is responsible for the trans handyman. Yep. It's responsible for how I teach. It's responsible for um, being the catalyst for me to come out. Mm-hmm. It is responsible for ZZ coming out. It is responsible for so many people in my life to be who they are. This show had so much meaning behind it. Yeah. So when we decided to end it on our terms, it was a lot about like ending it on our terms because we thought it died. Mm. And when we thought it died, boy, we had a fight to get it back. And then it was this very evident this year that the times have changed. Yeah. That the community was moving past five CRTs and that, you know, we weren't going to get headliners like we used to get headliners. And the budget of the show really inflated we're talking like the show used to be three four hundred dollars now they were talking like some shows are fourteen hundred and the last couple were three thousand dollar shows so now you have like this huge inflation of like what the show costs yep the production it goes into we had to hire on people in order to be able to do what we used to do because i can no longer do all the work myself anymore Mm -hmm. so now it's this big heavy show with a lot of overhead, a lot of stuff going on in a part of Madison that's harder to get to, and it can only limit to 60 people in the space. So that means you're not going to get enough in-person audience. So you have to rely on the online audience and the responsibility of that to get 100 people online every week so you can pay your bills. Just, you know, honestly, the, the, the format, the layout, all of it was just telling me that there was a painting on the wall that was saying, enjoy this while it lasts. Yeah. Because there's no way this is long term. And you are doing something that maybe not a lot of people understood was truly special. Yeah. Because we were broadcasting this all over the world for people and people were finding themselves through this show. Mm-hmm. People were traveling hundreds of miles from Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Atlanta. You fucking name it. They came. People came from Brooklyn. People came from fucking L.A. to see the show mm-hmm. in person. People would show up and, and and let me sign pictures of their cats. People would give me pictures of their cats. Uh, people would give me <laughs> pictures of their kids, you know. Yeah. People would show up and they would be like, hey, can you take a picture of, of me? Because my, my um, daughter came out as trans because of you. And I just want to show her this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would get 
I got to see that every single week. So to answer your question, <laughs> how does it feel to end that show? I don't know if there's words to make anyone out there in the internet besides me and my closest friends fully comprehend the importance of this little rinky dink show that could. Yeah. And what that meant to so many people who I think in some ways identify themselves as rinky dink, who identify themselves as, you know, five raccoons stuck in a trench coat, you know? <laughs> but I think we were a bunch of misfits who got together every week and were misfits together. Yeah. And it made people feel seen and loved. And honestly, it feels good to end it because that means we will always have that ending. Yeah. You know, like no one can take that away from us. We didn't fade out. Right. We didn't just stop because we got tired. Emergency. We ended with yeah. a huge bang. Think about this. What yeah. show do you know that's an imper like a, a drag show, a burlesque show, a variety show that has been around for 136 shows? Not many shows get to say that they went out with a viewership of thousands of people watching online, mm-hmm. a completely sold out show that was sold out for four to seven weeks prior, yeah. right? And then on top of all that, we ain't, we're end, ended up raising $100,000 nearly because of this show yep. for the Trans Handyman brand. What? show could ever claim that victory like that yeah. a small little rinky dink show like ours in the middle of nowhere tropical wisconsin you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's just beautiful maggie yeah, uh, you know very powerful and i'm so proud of the work we did i'm so proud of all the things we did and honestly no one should be sad about it if people who are listening to this have been longtime fr- fans and watchers of the show i just want to remind you we should not be sad this is a celebration time yeah. period because, A, Mercury's so happy that she does not need to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, as a producer, I've never been more stressed out. Those yeah. last seven weeks were liberating because I know I got to perform my last numbers. Um, and I know that every time I was on stage was my last one. So I gave it my fucking all, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can see it in every video, in every fucking clip, in every performance I gave in the last six, seven weeks. All of it was just like, you could tell on my face, I was tired, worn out, and I had nothing more to give. And I'm so grateful that I (laughs) now get a little bit of my life back. And we're going to be taking a week or so break here. And I honestly, Maggie, I'm so happy that you've been, you signed on and help us because I don't think we could have done this year. You know, Mm. we couldn't have done it without Matthew, our sound person. Uh, who's been my co-host for fucking four years and 136 some fucking shows. Uh, we couldn't have done it with all of us. Yeah. You know, we're we're the ones that did all the hard work. And a bunch of people got on stage every week. It got naked for strangers. And a bunch of people came <laughs> to watch as people get naked for strangers. And I think that's just a beautiful little thing. So yeah. thank you for everyone who participated for that. But wow, what a time. It was beautiful. Um, That being said, you know... When we're talking about the future of the Trans Handyman brand, we'll get to that more in depth at the end of the the show. Um, But we also wanted to talk about, you know, just some tips and tricks for people to help them, you know, with little things around their house and things that you've learned over the last year as the Trans Handyman. 
that can help people. Yeah, I always learn a lot. I, I've learned a lot by the comment section mm-hmm. of the videos. I always tell people that one of the reasons why I read the comment section is because you'll be surprised how many times someone will say something that sounds stupid, and then you Google it, and it's like, wait, that's actually a really good idea. That's actually a thing. Yeah, and one of them, about a year ago, someone wrote in one of my comment sections, hey, you should try the snug plug. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is a snug plug? And sure enough, it is uh, UFL-tested and certified um, outlet insert and insert tool basically. Mm-hmm. So, so if you have an outlet that is like can't hold a plug, and you are a renter and you cannot change the outlet, and you're not able to, or you're just fucking afraid electrical. Mm-hmm. This UFL tested and certified little thing. That's why just don't don't put any old plastic in it, right? Right. Um, will go into your outlet and then hold the plug for you. It basically is like it bear hugs your outlet, mm-hmm. the slots, and one side is a little wider than the other, and that goes into the wider side, but it's jagged and has a little bit like notches on the side. Mm-hmm. Those notches hug, hug in there nice and perfectly, and it keeps it nice and tight. So when you put the plug in, even when you're taking it in and out, it doesn't pull it out too hard. I saw that in your video. I you was know, surprised. I was like, hey, that stayed in. The, and, and I love those. And that video was seen by like 2 million people. Yeah. But I highly recommend, if you're a renter, that Snug Plug is something I do recommend. Now, unfortunately, um, it was much cheaper before we made that video. Really? It's $5 before. And they jacked up the prices because they it's saw an 20, increase. It's $22. No. Yeah. What? It was $5.24 when I bought it. So uh, where's the kickback on that? I will tell you, I, <laughs> I almost I almost messaged you the morning I, yeah. I released that video saying, hey, maybe we should put that on our affiliate link. But I just don't really, it was a fundraiser video too. Like yeah. I mentioned the fundraiser. Yeah. I didn't really feel right. Those who have been fans of me for a while know that I, I don't really feel great about affiliate links to begin right. with. I don't feel, I want you to know when I say, hey, get this tool. It's not because of a sponsorship. Right. Uh, you know, if I've done it before, that's okay. But if I haven't done the topic yet, I feel weird to be like, give me your money and then I'll talk <laughs> to them. You know what I mean? I just feel weird about it. So I, the video started doing really well. And the first thought I had was, fuck, we should put that in there. <laughs> Maybe we should have put that in there. Because it, it doesn't cost people like any extra money that are buying. No. It just takes money. Yeah. From, it, it just takes money from it. And I will say that now if you read some of the comment section, yep. Yeah. Where you can always tell when people review it and they review it and they mention me, we we did wow. some good stuff. Yeah. But that being said, um the it went up to, it went up to twenty bucks. Yeah. And now it's twenty four for twenty bucks. And it was twenty four for five before. So you know, a dollar an insert, I don't know. Yeah. I would say that it's still better than nothing. Well, especially better than what some people were doing, which is, you know, um, chain, like messing with the plugs. Oh, um, yeah. Lots of comments. That, I saw you multiple times say how unsafe that is. So the knee jerk reaction is to squeeze the plugs together, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if uh, prongs rather. So if you have a plug that keeps falling out, people's knee jerk reaction is always, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. Well, here's the thing. Every time that you squeeze your plug Mm-hmm. Uh, and your 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 prongs together, be it be it a USB port or be it a light switch, you are destroying the length of time that that 
thing is going to be around, mm-hmm. right? They're not designed that way. They're not designed to um, be bent that way. So every time that you're doing that, you're risking the chance that it could break off mm-hmm. and get stuck in the outlet. Because, again, the outlet, uh, you're going to also make the outlet more loose, mm-hmm. right? So if you're bending it and you're putting it in there, that might be the cause of making it worse and worse and worse oh, and wow. worse, too. Yeah. One of the reasons why um, the plug falls out like that, right, is because of the way that you're you're taking it out. So if you're angling it, if you're putting mm-hmm. pressure on the pins inside and you're yanking it from the side mm-hmm. or you're yanking it out and it's not coming out like straight. Right. If you're angling it in any way, you're putting the tip of the prongs that are inside are going to press up against the wrong way towards the pins. Mm-hmm. And it's going to push the pins out and it's going to just over time, it's going to just piss those off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it basically, they have no spring left to them. Man, now I'm thinking of all the times I accidentally unplugged my vacuum by just going a little too far and yanking it out. Yeah. And on, like, that, maybe I shouldn't do that You know anymore. what's funny is, Maggie, that's actually a really <laughs> good point. That is actually one of the ways that that happens. Yeah, I'm so sure. like, So, like, I think people don't always, you know, it's like a million cuts, right? You don't mm-hmm. see it. You don't see it. It happens over a course of 5, 10, 15 years. You don't see it. But every single time you use a plug the wrong way, you are destroying the length of that outlet, hmm. right? Outlets are not perfect little creatures, right? They are All they are are just rinky-dink little pins that are inside it that those pins have springs attached to them. And every time you insert it, those pins are then pushed back into the springs and they hold it tight. Hmm. But like with any spring, you can stretch it out, you know? Right. You remember like those slinkies when we were kids, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. You would take a slinky and you just like spread, like just and then it yank just it out. That way. And it never yeah. goes back. That's yeah. essentially what we're doing is when you're pulling it on an angle or you're shoving it in on an angle and you keep doing that over and over again and you're not mindful of that spring in there, right. you're essentially stretching it in ways that shouldn't be stretched or Pushing it in a severe way that it shouldn't be pushed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sandwiching that, you know, slinky in a way that, that the slinky shouldn't be sandwiched or stretched. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's not it's not doing its job. Yeah. Right. So that's what what happens, essentially. Uh, and the way that we can prevent that in the future, if you just if you know you're not someone who's going to be able to put the plug in and take the plug out in a way that's not going to damage it, then I say, hey, get yourself an industrial or commercial grade outlet because mm-hmm. that's the that's the best step a lot of times they're one dollar and 99 cents oh the mm-hmm. ones that are in your homes right mm-hmm. so that's going to be more of an issue but the eight ten fifteen twenty dollar ones they're going to handle a load and they're going to handle you beating the crap out of it you nice. know but typically they're not going to all that being said outlets are also not designed to be plugged in and out all the time either and people hate that reality the cheaper ones are not designed to be Plugged mm-hmm. in and out mm-hmm. and in and out and in and out ten times a day. Every time you do that, you're you're stretching out high volumes of usage. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why hotels and airports are notorious that way. Lots of use, lots of usage, mm-hmm. right? And they never hold a fucking plug, right? How many times <laughs> have you been in an airport? How many times have you been in a hotel? Yeah, and the fucking thing ain't working. Well, it's because it's so much usage. And probably improper usage to some extent too. Mm-hmm. That's putting so much stress on it. That's why they're that that way. That's interesting. 
Um, that, you know, I never think about things like that, like how it gets like that. I just know that it's, you know, broken and needs to be fixed. But like, I feel like now I'm going to be a lot nicer to my outlets. <laughs> be anytime. So thank you for that. <laughs> be nicer to your outlets. Be nicer to your plugs. Yeah. Be nicer to your doorknobs, your windows. True. Anything with a hinge. Anything with a hinge. Mm-hmm. Anything with a spring. Anything with a, a turn knob. Anything is going. They're not designed to be mistreated. Like, let's look at a doorknob, right? Mm-hmm. Doorknobs are designed to be turned inwards, right? They're designed to be turned inwards or outwards, depending on what kind of doorknob you got. But they're designed to be turned. What happens when you lean up against a doorknob? What happens when you put, um, you know, a whole bunch of heavy stuff, like a bag mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. on the doorknob, right? <laughs> what happens to that? You're putting strain on it in a direction is not designed to hold. Mm-hmm. Is not designed to hold anything vertical. It's not a hook, so those screws are going parallel, not horizontal. Oh, true, yeah. So now, or not vertical, rather, they're going horizontal, not vertical. I'm sorry, right. but they're not going vertical, which means you're putting stress vertically, which is going to naturally loosen up the knob or bend it, mm-hmm. or and then going to make your life a living hell when you have to do that repair. So those those little yeah. things. Hey, I do it all the time. I put I hang stuff on my doors all the time. You know, um, but be mindful. And if you don't know why things are happening, mm-hmm. it might be because of improper usage. And that's harder to admit because we we don't see it right. because there's a million cuts that lead to that, right? You know, we don't know why it's happening, but something we're doing is causing that problem. I see it a lot in cabinet doors, right? Mm-hmm. Like cabinet doors get a little cattywampus or, you know, those like patio doors or even... The classic um, bifold doors that we just recently mm-hmm. talked about in the podcast. People lean up on it on mm-hmm. it a weird way, or they hold on to the top part, or they lean on the cabinet door, or they hang it on the patio door, and they don't know why it's not shutting properly. Mm-hmm. It's because you just loosened out that hinge, you just bent that knob, mm-hmm. you just you know screwed up that. Oh yeah, that, now I'm thinking slider. of all the times that you like use the cabinet door as leverage to get up. To get up. Yes. <laughs> Maggie, I just had a visual of myself. I was like, oh, shit. Maggie, I remember one time I showed up to someone's apartment, and there was a cabinet door that was completely ripped off. Mm. And it was broken in half. It was, like, very, like, beat up. And I asked the the tenant, like, what happened? And they said, you're not going to believe this. Uh, You know, all I did was just try to pull myself up. And I said, oh, you just, like, you just pulled yourself up and it just broke. And And he said, yeah. And I said, how many times have you done it, though? And he's like, well, quite a few. <laughs> how long have you lived here? Like seven years? I'm like, you. oh, yeah. And how many times do you go down there every day? And he's like, you know, twice, three times a day. You know, that's going to over time that you're yeah. going to use that over and over. It's never that one time. Mm-hmm. It's never that one time. But it's always that accumulation of time and misuse. Well, and I think like we see our parents doing these things. We see, you know, we live with a roommate who does these things and we just unconsciously do these things. And we treat these parts of our home in ways that they're not supposed, they weren't designed to be treated. And then we're, you know, like my doorknob's loose and my cabinet's, you know, wonky and all these things are wrong. But we we never, it's like we just kind of, it doesn't really, it's not at the forefront of our minds. Of all of it, the ways we use these things. If you take care of your home, your home will take care of you. Yeah. And if you don't take care of your home, 
and you don't think about how you're using your home, mm-hmm. you're 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 letting down your home, and your home is going to let you down. Yeah. Right. And just be mindful of that. And of course, we're not going to be perfect. Come on. <laughs> you know, like it's just we're not. We're going to forget mm-hmm. stuff. We're going to mess things up along the way. A home is going to forget us as long as we put time into it. Yeah. Right. If you don't put any time and effort into it. The home isn't going to be there at the moments we need it the most. Yeah. You know? And I think that we look at it like it's this inanimate object that doesn't need any care. That you built this rock-solid piece of material and it's gonna it protects us from the rain. It protects us from hail. It protects us from snow. Mm-hmm. It keeps out all the bird crap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it does all that stuff for us, right? And we never, ever stop and think about what the home needs in return. Mm -hmm. And I think that people need to understand that it's a living, breathing thing that does hold trauma, that Mm -hmm. does hold pain, that does protect us from stuff. And when we are the saddest in our lives, where do we go? Into our home, into Mm -hmm. our bedroom, and we cry and we feel safe because the home we've created. And I want us to think the same way when we're thinking about what we can do to protect our home, sometimes from ourselves. You know what I mean? Because I don't want us to live in a home that is just so beat up because it, you know, it's experienced a lot. Like if you have kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, the home is going to be naturally beat up and that's okay. It's going to be messy sometimes. That's okay. Don't beat yourself up for it. But every once in a while, just think what you can do to prevent those things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have a kid who loves to draw crayons on the, on, on the wall, I'm going to encourage you to, A, not do that because that's a nightmare to try to fix, right? (laughs) But if you do, maybe there's a way to put a big-ass chalkboard on the wall or Mm -hmm. get chalkboard paint. You know what I mean? And do those kind of things and work with your home with what the needs are. Your home doesn't have to be cookie cutter. Yeah. By far, do I want you to? No, I don't want you to have a cookie cutter home Mm -hmm. at all. I want you to have a home that's mostly unique to you and no one else. But retrofit your home and do things for your home to best suit your life rather than trying to just make do with what you got. You are worth the time it takes to learn a new skill and you're worth the time it takes to make your home your home. And I think that's really important Mm -hmm. for people to remember going into the new year, you know. (laughs) But before we go into our next section, I also want to mention some things I'm trying. Mm -hmm. So I have been bugged for a long time to try a few products. And, you know, of course, the biggest one I'm always asked is command strips. Yeah. Everybody and their Tom, Dick, and Harry cousins want <laughs> want to um, ask me about command strips. And what I think, I innately don't like command strips. I don't like them. Mm. I know I got a lot of mutuals online who teach, you know, um, you know, tool, uh, like um, DIY without any tools or mm-hmm. without any uh, power tools. I get that. I love it. I, I support it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I have no trust in fucking <laughs> double-sided tape or in any of these products, right? In mm-hmm. any of these command strip stuff. I don't like them. I think they I think they do more damage most times in proper use. Will do more damage than a damn screw or a mm-hmm. nail. I if I was a if I was a landlord and I was a maintenance technician for a long time. I preferred nails over fucking command strips. Because that just can just, like, rip the drywall off. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. If you use a command strip in high humidity, mm-hmm. like, if you have an apartment that has no air conditioning, right? If just And in the summer, your walls sweat, right? Mm-hmm. You know what's happening? That command strip is sweating into the wall and adhering to the mm-hmm. wall and the paint. So when you need to take the command strip off, guess what's going to happen? 
Yeah. You're ripping that paint and that drywall and that cardboard right off the wall. Now I got a big ass repair to do. <laughs> you know, I prefer nails. Yeah. I prefer nails. I prefer screws. I prefer drywall anchors over any goddamn command strips, you know? <laughs> um, but a lot of renters have to go that route. But I still think it's so funny that landlords are okay with command strips and not fucking nails. Mm-hmm. Um, but some landlords are. Some have a big pet peeve about that. But all that being said, I have tried some products. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I have tried is uh, Gorilla. Um, a Gorilla Glue comes up with a double-sided tape that's supposed to be, you could take it right off the wall, right? It mm-hmm. hangs, it can hold it, paper, it can hold poster board, it can hold stuff. And I got to tell you, I like it way better than a double-sided tape. I love it. I like it way better than a command strips because it's clear. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to leave a sticky residue like others do. Now, I have stuff hanging, and I put some stuff in my office that we're going to take down in about a year. <laughs> see how right? it does. Yes. And then we're going to take a look and see what it does with the adhesive mm-hmm. in there. Especially if it's in my office. A year from now, when we do the next podcast before our holiday break, I want us to check in and see if that stuff has worked. Now, another thing we did today. Wait, what was that tape called? A gorilla double-sided tape. Okay. Yeah. I believe that's what it was. I'm not really quite sure. I don't look at things. Uh, <laughs> the other stuff is called um, alien tape. Mm-hmm. Now, alien tape is something you might have seen on TV. It is absolutely one of the stupidest products I've ever seen. It claims that you don't need screws anymore. Mm-hmm. It claims that you can hang anything on the wall without any damage if you just use that stuff. And then you can uh, put a shelf. You can hang a TV. They show you hanging what? a TV. Yes. You didn't tell me that. What? The, the image is them hanging a fucking TV on no, the wall. No, don't. Whatever you do, people do with, not. With double-sided tape, with Maggie. tape. <laughs> And also to be mindful, this tape that I got, it's it. I'll tell. Here's my review. So far, we only put the we only put some stuff on the wall just mm-hmm. before the podcast, so we don't know. We cannot tell you honestly what it's going to be like. Yeah. But my first initial response, though, was it smells awful. Yeah, that was a, I, that was a whiff. I will say you might need a respirator <laughs> to put this on. Yeah. And if this is going to be like, if this is trying to advertise as like an alternative to having no tools. I'm going to say the bullshit to that because mm-hmm. PPE is tools. And if you got to wear a respirator to put that on the wall, honestly, That's true. we should have been wearing respirators when we had that. It was yeah. so strong. That smell was scary. That yeah. smell was like oil-based paint smell. You know, yeah. that was so strong. It was. It was. But yeah, it was so smell. Like the strong, the smell was so smelly. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hot take will be in a well-ventilated area. With windows wide open, <laughs> with a fucking respirator on, maybe this will work. I was impressed with a few things right out of the yeah. gate. I, and I looked at Maggie, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> first and foremost, I don't think this is going to rip off any paint. I think this um, alien tape genuinely might be the best tape I've ever seen when it comes to hanging posters without any mm-hmm. nails. Um, so maybe that's the route to go. Um, and we're going to find out because I'm going to fucking do it. Um, <laughs> and then we can tell if it's going to actually do its job or not. Okay. Now, here's another thing that I'm going to throw out there. Um, we put a piece of two by four in the wall. 
Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay, if we can hang a piece of two by four, we don't have a shelf on it yet, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to hang a shelf on it um, and build a shelf all by using this. And then you tell me if I don't need any fucking screws anymore. <laughs> right? Um, but we hung, we hung a piece of two by four on there. And then by me holding it, like putting my hand on one table and the other side putting my hand on that two by four. I was able to lift myself mm-hmm. off the ground 250-some pounds on that immediately. I put that on the yeah, wall. no waiting. Three minutes later, I am hanging off the ground. I mean, my 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 feet mm-hmm. were all the way off the ground. My knees were in my chest. Yeah. And I was holding myself off the ground. I was floored. I have never seen that before. <laughs> uh, but Yeah, then, I w- expected it to buckle under your weight just because it, you would literally just put it on. And usually they're like, wait, you know, 30 minutes to an hour or a day to 100%. hang anything off I this. think what we're going to do is we're going to give that a month. We're going to give it a month. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're done with this podcast recording, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take it off the wall and see if there was any damage done to it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do a whole video because I think this would be fun <laughs> to do. Is me assembling a shelf from front to bin by using a fucking hand miter saw, mm-hmm. and I'll build a shelf by just using a hand miter saw and this, and no holes in the wall, and then see if it's going to damage the wall or if it's going to hold itself up. It's I, supposed. I want to see that, and we're also going to put it in your Amazon storefront. Yeah, if it works, <laughs> if it if works. it works, <laughs> I don't. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that this is something I want to, you know, support. But mm, if it can true. do the things it yep. says it does, and you have a well-ventilated area. I mean, this, this, the thing is, I'm already having a lot of like, oh, if you do this, and if you do that, mm-hmm. and you do this, that's when you start nickel and diming people. When you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, on a budget. And then if you have a respirator, <laughs> uh, when respirators are 50, 60 bucks, yeah, you know what I mean? That's true. If you do it outside, and you're wearing like two masks, two regular, you know, mm-hmm. masks. And then maybe you're going to be okay, but usually when you do stuff outside, it has to be the right temperature when you mm-hmm. do anything with adhesives. Because if you're outside and it's below 60 degrees, usually the adhesive doesn't set right. Right. Or it gels up, and then you go back inside and stick it on the wall, and it doesn't actually do it. It needs to be the right temperature between, like, 60 to what? 80 degrees is usually what they tell you? Mm-hmm. Maybe 60 to 90 degrees? But if it's really hot outside, it just makes it all mesh and it just like distributes it too much across the area, oh, sure. and it stretches out so much that when you go back inside, it doesn't really have any hold left. Like it's not like centralized enough, you know. So like you got to make sure it's the right temperature to do that kind of stuff outside. Um, but yeah, that's my hot take. That I if 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 that product <laughs> works, Maggie, I will resend all of my comments I've ever said about you know. Like how you, I've always said you need to have at least a fucking drill to do most of this work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important. I've I've made caveats and I've said you can get a Black and Decker twelve volt lithium battery gun for forty dollars. It's a good enough drill. You can get a twenty five dollar power drill mm-hmm. that's corded, right? You can get a hand crank drill for fifteen dollars off of Amazon. I've made caveats to people. And tell me, you can actually get this stuff for fairly cheap, and a lot of the stuff isn't that scary. The corded drill might be, but the the, the 12-volt battery drill, not that scary. Mm-hmm. And the hand crank, not that scary. You know what I mean? Um, but if this works, I will shut up. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. 
Um, speaking of time, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was the future. You know, now that the the show is in the past and, you know, you're firmly in the Trans Handyman brand and in the studio. And um, let's uh, tell the listeners, what's the what's the plan for 2023? What are your goals moving forward? We have a lot of big stuff coming up in 2023. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of going to give you a list of the things we're up to. <laughs> um, one of the things that we're up to for 2023 is in March. We will be doing a million-dollar fundraiser for Point of Pride. Point of Pride is a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to providing um, financial aid and services to the trans community from a healthcare perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you you need binders, they get your binders. You need help with surgeries, they get your surgeries. You need help with your your HRT treatment, Mm -hmm. they're going to get your help with that, right? They're a great organization. We helped um, them earlier this year in 2022 by raising $120,000 in 24 hours. We did that with only two weeks of planning (laughs) and just sheer audacity. Um, That's how we basically made that work this year. Yeah. Um, With me just being on live for 24 hours, just nearly passing out (laughs) to raise that money. And we were original goal was only 24 thousand dollars yeah in 24 hours we were yeah because i thought it was a great catchphrase yeah 24 in 24 hours we raised twenty four thousand dollars in the first six hours yep and we just kept changing it and we're like wow we can aim for a hundred thousand so now here we are we are now aiming towards march we've had a full almost entire year at this point to plan to think how we want to do this Mm -hmm. and on march 30th we will start our 30 hour live stream for one million dollars, wow. and me and a very good friend of ours, mm-hmm. on the wonderful Jory from Alluring Skulls on TikTok, her and I are both going to team up together and do a live stream here in tropical Madison, Wisconsin, together <laughs> for thirty straight hours. Oh, it's going to be so much fun! And we are going to have some <laughs> special guests. Um, of course, Dylan Mavani is going to be um, calling in at some point and supporting us. Like she always does. Um, and we're going to have some good, wonderful people supporting us along the way. Yeah. And I'm sure we're going to find out more special guests as we go along. But I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge, huge thing. And I am very nervous we're not going to hit a million. I am so scared. Yeah. But if you've been following me long enough, you know that I make these goals and somehow we're able to pull it off. <laughs> and I think we can pull it off, especially with the help of our community. Yeah. And this is, I can't tell you enough, 2022 has been such a hard year for the trans community from a medical yeah. center, like from a medical point of view. Like we've lost our rights in a lot of different areas. You know, it's been really scary about being able to access the care that we A, deserve. Mm-hmm. And B, I feel like there's a like there's just a story that's being woven right now in a lot of the parts of the country that's just patently untrue yeah. about trans people grooming kids. And about us trying to have these devious perspectives and, you know, doctors trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Mm -hmm. And these stories and narratives are being told. And I can tell you right now, for every one horror story linked to the trans community, there's a thousand to two thousand people living their lives. And you can act in fear. You can act in ignorance if you want to. But every time you respond to one story, one antidote, one situation that you may not be able to verify yourself, 
there are two to three thousand people who are going to suffer because of that misunderstanding, yeah. the miscommunication, and the all lies that are being spread about the trans community. So before you make that knee-jerk reaction, um, remember that. And also support us come March because mm-hmm. we're going to need all the help we can get. And if you mm-hmm. can't support us financially, be on the live stream if you can. Um, watch the videos that will be about it. Share, like, comment, do all the things. Yep. Interact. Help us for the algorithm, right? Food for the algorithm. <laughs> uh, and help us reach more people because I really do think we can do this. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Um, But I'm terrified I'm going to fail. Yeah. And uh, anyone who knows me knows I put a lot of stress on myself <laughs> to, to do these things for people. And I really think we could do some beautiful things. I think you're going to have an amazing team around you this time. You know, last time it was the first event that we ever did together. Not only was it planned in two weeks, but I was hired two weeks prior as well. Yeah, Maggie was. So I think we're going to have a lot more support, you know, this time around. Um, Aiden from Point of Pride has been amazing and he's going to be here as well, you know, to support you in person. We have this you know nice big space for you to spread out and yep. lay down and sleep in and, yeah we're gonna have you know, a futon and yeah and etc oh not a futon but we're gonna have a pull-out couch and stuff like that here yeah um we're gonna turn this into a lot of support into a space that can really hold it and that brings me into the next spot early in quarter one and quarter two of next year we're gonna spend a lot of time on making the space the space yeah I, I've told Maggie this before, but we're not going to try to fix it all. We're not going to try to make the space exactly what we want. We're going to focus on room by room, mm-hmm. and we're going to take it time. I want to get everything kind of close. Like, I want to mm-hmm. get things kind of organized. I wanted to have a space, but I don't expect us to have this space really done by the end of, until like the mid or end of 2024, yeah. right? Like, this is going to take like two years. For us mm-hmm. to financially be able to do all the things we want, to time-wise do everything we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're already well on our way. I think yeah. the set is only maybe three weeks away from being done. Mm-hmm. Maybe four weeks. Um, being done enough. I think we're always going to add things to it. <laughs> I think my office is probably another month, maybe a month and a half away from being done. You've got some UFOs in there, though. I got my UFO <laughs> lights in there. That I can't wait to show people, but the UFO lights will look so cool. Yeah. They're like regular overhead lights, but they're UFOs that LED they're so lights pretty. and stuff. They're really cool. But then we have the two library and we yep. have the multiple sets for the Ask Candyman series. And we have the podcast studio and then Maggie's office. And then we have the shared um lunch space and and, and we're bringing on some space. employees and they're gonna need space. And that was the next part I was gonna bring on. <laughs> so we have that early part of the year is going to be kind of twofold where we're figuring the space out. We're organizing everything. We're getting all the tools in. We're getting all the renovations done that we want to. And then we hire two new employees at part-time mm-hmm. to try to make sure that we can divvy this up um, and to make this work. And everyone in our company, my name is company, we all get paid the same regardless of me or not. Mm-hmm. We all get paid the same hourly. And we do the work together. Yeah. And I think that's that's how I want to run this. I We've never wanted to be greedy. We don't care mm-hmm. about the money. I just want to make a living. But I want to make people people who work with me, I want them to make a living too. I hate yeah. the notion of interns. I hate this notion of like, you know, let's do the work so you can learn the work so you can get paid for the work. Mm-hmm. No, you get paid for the work right out of the fucking gate, regardless yeah. if you know what you're doing or not. You know, 
And it, it's, your time is very precious. Mm-hmm. And when people take that time away from you, you should be compensated, right? And that's how I feel. And I also feel like I want to be surrounded by people who are excited to come to work, not yeah. begrudgingly coming to work. Mm-hmm. And I think every day could be a really fun adventure here if we're all working towards a common goal. And some days we're not going to have a good day. And some days we're, we're going to want to be at home. And we should be able to make those calls together instead yeah. of like not. So that's my philosophy kind of going into the first um, part of this year. And then on top of all that, we have those really big events in its own right will be enough for one single year. <laughs> right? Hiring two new employees, growing so fast, getting potential brand deals that we are not going to talk about. But we are definitely getting more brand deals. They're going to help us and yeah, kind of more fill- sponsorships. They're yeah. going to help you to do what you love to do instead of asking you to create commercials all the time. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway of this year is we're getting better at learning what I don't want to do. Yeah. And this year was largely doing things I don't want to do. <laughs> and I don't want to get into specifics and stuff. And then we'll say that for a different date. But I don't like doing a lot of things I think a lot of content creators like to do. Yeah. Or want to do. Sometimes I watch like people on youtube or tiktok and i see how they do brands or i listen to a podcast like my favorite podcast that has been for years is how did this get made with mm-hmm. paul Shear and jason mazukas and, and and june um i love them i love i love them so much but i just noticed something recently um boy you know facebook is paying them and mcdonald's is paying them mm-hmm. and i'm like i would never fucking work with those companies and I find myself reacting more in ways where it's like, I don't want to be the shell of capitalism. Yeah. I don't want to actually, I don't want to sit here and talk about how excited I am to eat a fucking Big Mac. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to sit here and act how excited I am to log in on a fucking Facebook account and use our new Metaverse 2 or whatever it's called. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm realizing how much disdain I have for the system. Yeah. And I really only want to do products that I actually use mm-hmm. and I actually believe in. Um, and I don't mean like believe in because they give me a lot of money and I believe in the fact that they can cash that check. <laughs> I mean like genuinely I like their mission and I think that they, they, they're setting out to be fairly good people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we're going to shift to more and more mm-hmm. in a bigger way. Um, and I hope that that all spans out. And then the next part of that will be the book coming out. Yeah. I think that we can't tell you when the book is going to come out because honestly, I don't even think me, Maggie, full, <laughs> for sure know when the book is going to come out. But will start hearing about it over the summer. <laughs> yeah. You I mean, yeah. And I don't want to say anything for sure yet, but the book is going to come out sometime next year for sure. And I'm really excited for the book to come out because. We've been working so I mean, the book has been, by the time the book comes out, it'd be about a, a full two years since I started working on it. Mm-hmm. And I am so fucking happy. And it's to funny because you it. really only wrote it like in the span of a couple of months. Yeah. Like it was because we tried the like, oh, let's do a little bit here. Let's do a little bit there. Let's write here and right there. And then like that was not working for you. So what it ended up being was like weekends away. And I think we did like, you did like three or four weekends away. And, like, wrote the entire book in those four weekends. Yeah, I think I wrote the book in six days. Yeah. I think like, if you combine total. it all. Yeah. yeah. But to be all honest, though, it's it's six years of writing head, yeah. but 15 years of knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, at first I kicked myself in the ass for, like, not putting enough time into it. 
And now I'm realizing, nah, you put a lot of fucking time and oh, effort. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the layout, every conversation we have is yeah. about the goddamn book, you know? Uh, and I'm really excited about the book coming out because, like, it's I don't know. Beautiful. I really, yeah, the, from the illustrations to the cover to, there's a, we're, we're really making this book mm-hmm. um, something that I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. And I'm excited because I want the book to be a catalyst to, allow people to learn Mm -hmm. right like i i want them to feel safe enough to open it to be even to have the opportunity to learn not just for me but learn with themselves Mm -hmm. you know and hopefully the illustrations and the imagery and the words that we've chosen can inspire you to do that you know and the book is going to be nice and hardcover so if you need to use a hammer you got one um <laughs> yeah the tool the, the book should no, be don't ruin the beautiful book it's gonna be like a piece of artwork yeah well you know when we will put a piece of metal on it and you can use it as a little ding and ding ding and ding dang <laughs> metal ding 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 yeah a little metal ding ding <laughs> but yeah that's what we're up to and i think that's basically all the big stuff yeah right and while that's happening i know more is going to happen the tool library we've talked about maybe coming out in the quarter three quarter four of next year um, I love how much you've adopted the quarter mentality. You know what? You know, I so I really like the Q one, two, three, four. Yeah, because of my my neurodivergency. Yeah, if I say like the fall, right, or I say the winter, or if I say a month, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but when I say Q one, two, three, four, yeah, it like really contextualizes my year. Yeah, and really makes sense. Like we're 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 like this is gonna come out here, mm-hmm. and this is gonna come out between Q two Q three, and this is gonna come out. We're not even gonna think about this until the end of Q three, maybe early Q four. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Well, and you know, my business brain loves it too. <laughs> yeah, I bet you it does. But it, it really, honestly, like I was on the microphone the other day, and I said something about. Yeah, I remember. Like we're ending the show. The show is like in my last burlesque show ever, right? You know, I've been performing for so long. And then here I am, all of a sudden, I was like, well, yeah, I can't wait for Q1, Q2. And then I looked at the audience, does she fucking Q1, Q2 <laughs> at a burlesque show with my boobs out, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's where we're at. And honestly, what a wild ride. Yeah. Um, you know, from ending the burlesque show this year, if we look back at all the things we've done this year, Maggie, from, of course, a fundraiser, but then mm-hmm. all the other fundraisers from helping Mick to helping Luke to us. We, I cannot wait for us to sit here and tell you every single thing about the, the Topeka trip at some yeah. point. And uh, we just want to say we love Luke. Yeah, we love Luke. It's been Luke. a long road. We have, we for those Luke. who've been asking about the Topeka trip, we travel all the way down to Topeka, help Luke with his roof. Mm-hmm. We are fine. The roof is done. Done. Now it's just a matter of us going down to Topeka and mm-hmm. me fixing the interior, get Luke in a better place. Um, and then making sure we got a little extra money for that and make sure we can take care of all the uh, other expenses for Luke. And then, um, finally wrapping that up, you know, (laughs) but for all the things we've done from that to, um, all of these amazing things with these speaking gigs, I did so Mm -hmm. many speaking gigs this year, um, that have been so wonderful. And I don't know, it's just been, and then of course, five star every Friday. And then we're ending that. And multiple burlesque classes I've done. And just it's just been so much stuff. And I'm trying to think of all the things I've done. And it's just overwhelming. It's mm-hmm. just it's just this I'm so lucky and grateful to all of you. And what a one hell of a um a year it's been. Yeah. And I'm really excited to finally have a home here. Mm. To finally have 
all the stuff that we need to make this business work. And maybe in early next year, I can get a fucking truck. Yeah. Uh, That's on the agenda. Yeah, that's on an agenda. (laughs) So that sounds really good. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will come back in 2023 (laughs) uh, in January. Thank you so much for supporting this episode and supporting all the episodes. I appreciate you. If you want to learn more about me and all the things I do, please follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And until next time, remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. Bye-bye. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. She'll teach you how to